0: Your daily encouragement that God has the world in the hollow of His hand. This is Mornings with Carmen LaBerge on Faith Radio.
1: a great opportunity. I heard an older man exclaim to a much younger man during that fellowship time that happens, you know, at the end of a worship service at church where people are talking to each other kind of over the backs of the seats while we're kind of waiting next to one another to get into that one aisle where everybody has to get into to get to the door. What a great opportunity. I'm Carmen LaBerge, listening to Mornings with Carmen here on the Faith Radio Network. Um, so I, uh, I get next to this young guy and I and I said, well, I, I heard you have a great opportunity. So what is it? And he stopped. Now he's carrying a diaper bag in one hand and the infant carrier, um, in the other hand, his wife has their infant in her arms. And he says, well, I'm not sure that five minutes ago I would have called it a great opportunity, but Bob just gave me a different perspective on it. And so, yeah, I guess it is a great opportunity. We're moving to Singapore for my work. Wow, I said. Now, I I don't have any idea frankly what this man, what this young man does or who he works for. What I do know is that he and his wife are making the effort to be with God's people in a house of worship on a Sunday morning when they could have much more easily stayed home with their baby. So I resisted that temptation to fill the empty space with words. I just continued to remain engaged. I mean, after all, we're sort of trapped in that traffic jam anyway, that, you know, human flow of trying to get to the doors. And he just kind of opened up and he said, "I I admit, you know, I was a little bit bitter. We had thought that we would have time, you know, to share the joys and the challenges of our early family life with my parents and with my wife's family. I mean, Singapore is a long way from home. We have to give up all the community that we have here. But when I told Bob, he just beamed. He helped us imagine all that God might be doing. He actually, like, said that. Have you thought about what God's doing here? God knows things that we don't know. He knows the people we will meet. He knows where we're going to live, things we don't yet know. He knows the opportunities he's going to provide for us to build community. I hadn't thought of any of it as a mission trip. But that's what Bob said. He said, son, God's deploying your family into the mission field. What a great opportunity. That's the part you heard. He's still looking at me, shaking his head, and he's like, you know what? Bob reached into his pocket and pledged his support. Bob actually said that he and his wife love to support young families that God is calling to the mission field. And he asked if they could start our support team. How crazy is that? I mean, that's so great. All right. So by now, in this conversation on Sunday, uh, we had reached the doors and we parted ways. But let me tell you, there is one young man and one young woman who are now living this day in view of that day in a different way, because an older Christian named Bob was willing to bring the mind of Christ to bear on what really mattered to them on this day, and he was able to help them see themselves in light of eternity you're not hearing what uh, people heard live on air. You're hearing something that's just especially for you. Today's podcast is actually going to be very brief because on air, we're just doing one thing. We're telling stories and asking listeners to financially support the ministry. So we're going to invite you to do that as well. Um, You can do it at myfaithradio.com. You can tap the Give Now button on the Faith Radio app. You can text the word GIVE. 877-933-2484. Today's passage of Scripture that I would invite you to consider is from Ephesians chapter 5, verses 15 and 16. Paul says to his brothers and sisters in Christ, be very careful how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity, because the days are evil. I suspect you know the days are evil. I suspect uh, you could point to a million things, not only in the headline news, but some in your own life, in your own past, in your own reality, where evil is evident. The days are evil, but God is good. The days are evil, but hope abounds. The days are evil, but they are coming to an end. We live in this day in light of that day. We are careful, full of care about how we live today in the very wisdom of God, not as fools, making the most of every opportunity. Why? Because we're here as kingdom ambassadors, and if it's God's heart's desire that none would be lost and all would be saved, then today, on this day, we got to help people see that day the day when Christ returns. So on this day, you are needed. We're actually counting on you. I'm inviting you to make the most of this opportunity to be a part of the network of financial support of this ministry. So again, we're counting on you to pray for us that other listeners would respond to the nudging of the Holy Spirit when they are asked to give. And I'll just remind you today as well that um, if the Holy Spirit is nudging you don't resist. Like now is the time, today is the day. Apply the very wisdom of Christ to the question of how you can make the most of this opportunity. Now enjoy the conversation we had a while back with a listener just like you. His name is Gail, and he's going to help us see and experience God moments. You're listening to Mornings with Carmen. I'd invite you to give now. Text the word give to 877-933-2484 online at myfaithradio.com or just text or just tap that give now button on your faith radio app. All right, I need about like, Ten hours to unpack all of the conversations I want to have with Pastor Gail Crockett. He is uh, the Executive Director of Spiritual Care Consultants of West Michigan. Uh, you can check that out at spiritualcareconsultants.com. He's joining us today, um, well, to talk mostly about God moments, amazing encounters with the divine in everyday life. I feel like this might just be the first of many conversations. Pastor Gail, uh, welcome to Mornings with Carmen.
2: Well, Carmen, I'm really glad to be on your show. It's an exciting time to be alive, isn't it?
1: Amen. I wouldn't want to be alive at any other time since this is the time God has ordained that I live.
2: Well, you know, it's kind of uh, funny. The Bible says that uh, He plans the places and spaces that we will live on the earth. So um, yeah, this is a great time uh, to tell people about the Lord and to see Him do amazing things.
1: So I want to talk about um, the, some of the amazing things that you've seen the Lord do and some of the amazing things you share in your book, God Moments. I think we maybe just start with the expectation that we we should be living with this expectation that we are going to have these opportunities every single day to represent God um, in our relationships with others.
2: Oh, absolutely. I think we need to live with the expectation that God wants to use every one of us that God moments are not just for the preacher, the teacher, the evangelist, the pastor, but God moments are for the average, ordinary person, because that's what I feel like I am. You know, I grew up in a cornfield in Diamond Springs, Michigan. No one will know where that is. And uh, the only thing in our town was a reduced speed sign, and there was nothing after that except the church. So uh, I really feel like if God can use me, He can use the average listener. Any listener that's listening this morning, he wants to use you in ways you can't even imagine, but you got to step out of your comfort zone into the God zone.
1: And into this awareness that there is an unseen reality that we Mm. live in the midst of all the time. Talk about how it is that you came to see the unseen.
2: Well, you know, it really started when I was a child. It really started when I was young. God invaded my life supernaturally at age 12. There's a chapter in the book called God, Angels, and Demons. That period of my life scared me half to death for about three years. But later on, I asked the Lord why he allowed me to experience it. and He just simply said, well, later on, when you meet people that are going through hard times, seeing things, hearing things, you won't think they're crazy, will you? And I said, no. And I've always been one, even as a child, uh, I've wanted to see God do amazing things. I wanted to see the God I read about in the book of Acts when they would go out, the average person, they would go out and do amazing things and the church would grow daily. It surely wasn't from all the apostles and pastors. It was from the people going out and operating in the power of the Holy Spirit in their everyday life, just seeing God do amazing things. So what I've learned, what I learned to do since I was a kid, when I felt that inner voice, that small, quiet impression that I should do something, as long as it wasn't too crazy, um, I would just step out and uh, do it and just see what God would do. And he, all of a sudden I realized God began showing up when I began doing that. And I began to be able to be privileged to see God do many amazing things. And that's why the book, I wasn't going to write it at first. I said, God, I don't want to write it. I got to tell those stories in first person. And the Lord said, well, those are not your stories. Those are my stories. And he goes, I want my stories told that people would believe that I am real, that they would come to faith. In me, the Lord said, and I go, wow, I go, you're right, Lord, they are your stories. And so I just decided September 24 of last year, I was going to write those stories down. I said, Lord, what stories do you want? And my prayer was that when people would open the book, that they would just get touched by the presence of Jesus, almost like Paul in Acts 19 with the aprons, that when you're holding the very book in your hand, there would be an impartation that would actually wind up changing. And one of my board members goes, you ruined it for me, Gail. And I go, well, what are you talking about? She <laughs> said, I went to Walmart the other day and, oh my God, God moments all over. She said, people were hobbling all over. She said, had to walk through Walmart praying for all the people, just having prayer for all the people that she was in contact with. And so, I think we miss, Carmen, the moments because we're not sensitive, that we're not listening. We get an impression and we say, oh, that can't be God. Well, I'm going to tell you something. Satan isn't going to tell you to go over and pray with someone. God will yeah. tell you to go over and pray with someone, right?
1: Mm-hmm, absolutely. My sister Jessica calls this, you know, bolo, be on the lookout. Yeah, like we got to be, we literally need to be on the lookout all the time, everywhere, in every moment, for the the opportunity that God is putting right in front of us, um, mm-hmm. where our life comes into intersection with a person who needs God, they need prayer, they need spiritual intervention, we do not think of ourselves in that way in our very very isolated individualistic culture, but God sent us as His ambassadors. And it's all his business. Every single person is his business. So help us, Gail, get over the get over the hump of what, what I guess maybe it's pride that keeps us from humbling ourselves in such a way that we would ask another person in a public place if they need prayer, because that's what you do. That's basically what you do. You you see people and you know that they need God and his healing intervention and his grace and his peace. And that's what you ask them. Like, do you need prayer?
2: Well, here's the thing. The Bible says we're fools for Christ, right? we got to be willing to be a fool. we got to be willing to look, well, we're afraid of what we're going to look like if we step out and somebody says no, or they say, no, I don't want no prayer. Really, we're dealing with fear. We're dealing with the what-ifs. We're dealing with fear. We we've got to take the risk. We gotta we gotta get over the fact that how we look doesn't matter. But how Jesus looks really matters. So I was in Horrocks, minding my own business. This is a store in Battle Creek, Michigan, and it's kind of like owned by an Hispanic family, and they have a lot of amazing Uh, fruits, vegetables, meats. But in the back of the store, they have a place where people can sing with their guitar and do different things and entertain what people are drinking their wine. I don't drink wine, but people are drinking their wine and having their beer. So I was sitting in Horak, sitting there with my root beer, may I add, and the young lady was playing the guitar and all of a sudden the Lord began to speak to me about her. So when she got done with playing her her set of music, I walked up and um, I said, I know you don't know me, but... uh, I really want to ask, is there anything you need prayer for? She said, yes, my my face needs. I got an area of my face that needs healing, and I really need prayer for that. I said, well, can we pray now? And she goes, yeah. And I said, no, put your hands, just touch the area of your face. I'll touch your elbow, because I'm not going to lay hands on her in, in they're not. They're not going to think of that. I began to pray, and immediately the healing of the Lord began to release into her face. And then I shared with her what I saw the Lord show me about her life when she was a child. Mm. And she began to weep. And she said, out of all my years of playing music all over, no one has ever come up to me and talked to me about Jesus. Well, she wound up rededicating her life to the Lord right there. And then and then I'm sitting in horrocks and I'm just minding my own business, looking out into the into the store. And I see this lady hobbling with a walker. And the Lord said, there's your opportunity. So I got up and I said to her, ma'am, I know you don't know me, but are you in a lot of pain? She goes, oh, man, I'm in a lot of pain. I said, can I pray for you? And she goes, please. So I began to pray and God began to release the pain out of her body. And then she goes, oh, I need to use the bathroom. Can you help me find that? So I helped her find the bathroom. But these opportunities are all around us. And that's what I marvel at. And we, since the pandemic, everyone, everybody wanted to kind of be all by themselves, shut away. And I went on four mission trips during the pandemic. I didn't, we didn't stop. God didn't tell Paul stop when things are rough. He said, get out there and go heal the sick, pray for people. Yeah. So these opportunities, I think the big thing is fear.
1: You know the rhythm of the show, so I know you don't feel interrupted when I say. we got to no, take a no, very, absolutely. very brief uh, brief pause in our conversation with Pastor Gail Krocht, K-R-A-G-T, if you're looking for him online. The book is God Moments, Amazing Encounters with the Divine in Everyday Life. You can also find him at spiritualcareconsultants.com. We're going to talk more about what's happening with uh, spiritual care, health and wellness, spiritual care for not only people in the healthcare industry and business, but also in public schools in their region. Um, God is up to good work, and he's doing it through his people. If you're wondering why you can't see it, why you can't see what God is doing in real time around you, we're also going to talk about how we become more attuned to the reality of the unseen realm. How big is the angel Standing behind you. Mine is really big. Gail's is really big too. In fact, uh, he's got more than one. We're going to talk about that next here on Mornings with Carmen.
0: There are people that are strong in their faith that help you keep perspective when things are not going well for you. It doesn't necessarily give you a lot of comfort because you're still going through it. But on the other hand, it does pretty much help you deal with getting out of any pity parties because. As Peter wrote in his letter, um, you are suffering like brothers and sisters are suffering. The point is, Christians suffer, and sometimes God doesn't alleviate that. When you're in the middle of it, you have to deal with it like everybody else has to deal with it, and you know that you've got brothers and sisters who have. And so one of the things I appreciate about listening to Faith Radio is it helps sustain us with the actual promises of God and not the wishful thinking promises of God. Faith Radio does have that support for us, but we have really good reason to believe that there are many, many, many people that are being blessed by it, and so that is an excellent way of paying it forward.
1: Hey, I really like it that you listen whenever you want, wherever you are, at all times of the day and night. That is so cool. So, thank you so very much for all the ways in which you support this ministry with your prayers and words of encouragement. Right now, in order for this podcast to be available everywhere all the time for everyone, I actually need your help. Could you support this podcast right now so that more people in more places at every hour of every day could hear about Jesus and grow in their relationship with him? Click the link in the show notes or give now at myfaithradio.com. And thank you so much again for listening to this podcast. God is real and God is good and God is present and God is active and God has a plan and God has instruments of his will and you are one of them. So how do we intentionally put ourselves in God's hands for his use today that he might bring his power to bear in this world that he so loves? So we're talking with Pastor Gail crocked. Uh, he is the author of God Moments, Amazing Encounters with the Divine in Everyday Life. Gail, part of what happened to me as I was reading your book is that I wrote down experiences that I have had that I had forgotten about, that I had not written down at the time, you know, and, and said to God, thank you so much for showing up in this particular way, in this particular place, on this particular day. And so I don't have like dates and times, but it, you brought to mind so many God moments, so many divine appointments, and so many genuinely miraculous things. I've I've kind of pushed aside because, you know what, talking about the miraculous and talking about the way that God invades real time, it's just not the way the world is talking about things. And so it makes people very uncomfortable.
2: Well, people need to be uncomfortable. I like that. It's time to get out of your comfort zone and into the God zone. Come on, God's still real. I know we're not talking about this all on the show right now, but This is one of the reasons I like to go to the mission field like I do twice a year and minister in the mountains is watch Jesus heal the sick and set people free in the mountains. Well, he's doing that in America, too. You're just not hearing all those positive stories. You know, we just got to be willing. I I had another God moment uh, yesterday. I was in Lansing, Michigan, and doing a Jericho march around the Capitol, and I saw these uh, group of people from India, there was about five of them crossing the street. And they go, hey, you guys better hurry. It is Lansing, you know, and they were laughing at me. So I walked right up in the middle of their group and I, be- I introduced myself, began talking. I asked them if they like to read. They said they do. I said, I have a book. They said, what's it about? I said, well, it's stories about my life. And one of the guys in the group said, well, tell me a story. Tell us a story. I said, well, what story you want? do you want the drug dealer and the preacher or do you want the three hip angels? And he goes, and I said, well, well, let me tell you the story of the three hip angels. And they stood there fastened on me. And when it got to the point where Jesus healed this girl, they went, wow. And I said, if you want to know more, read the book. And I handed them a green card with a cure L code on the back and I gave it to them because the book's a tremendous evangelism tool, but they sat right there and they listened the whole time. And here's what the Lord said too. If you don't write your stories down, someday you're going to die and they will die with you. Mm. But if you write your story down, you can pass them down to the generations that are to come. And that's why I did my heart's cry Uh, Psalm 71 verses 14 through 18. The gist of it is, is to let people know in the generations to come that Jesus is real. He is real. He is alive. He's risen and he wants to touch people's lives today. We have to write the stories down.
1: Yeah. And I want to thank you for writing these stories down. I do think um, let's let's as briefly as you can. And I know there's not a lot of time um, to do this, but tell tell the story of, you know, like the angels that are walking around with you, because I think it's like a legitimate question to ask. Like, how big's your angel? I, I when, re- when I was reading this, Gail, like I was reminded of the times in my life that people in various times and circumstances have come up to me and described what they see who they see standing behind or with me. And I have, in most uh, on most of those occasions, I've kind of brushed it off. But I'm here to tell you, I actually know what my angel looks like because other people have described him to me. And so you you've reminded me of that, and so I want to thank you for that. And I guess, you know, I've probably never expressed that out loud in public before, Um, And so thank you for encouraging me, giving me the courage to say, um, I actually know what my angel looks like and how big he is. Do you know what yours looks like? And so can you describe your angels?
2: Um, Actually, there's more than one. I don't focus a lot on angels because I want people's focus to be on Jesus. But, well, I worked over a thousand hours helping people to get out of Satanism. And during this time, I was helping this lady who I won't mention, because she was on the Satanic World Council, and she had gotten saved. And uh, she told me she hated hospitals, but I was helping her through some healing work. Well, she came one day into the hospital to see me. I said, if you hate hospitals so much, why are you here to visit me? And she said, well, you don't know, do you? What is it that I don't know? She said, well, you have an entourage of angels with you. So when I come in and I meet with you, I feel real safe. She said, they're all different colors. They got robes on. She was describing them. And then she said, you have this one that stands by you. And I said, well, what does he look like? She said, well, he's three stories tall. He's got armored, his sword is is as tall as the first floor. He's got armored boots and gloves with a red cape with a shield on his back. She went into this description and she said, when you are in a room talking. He sticks his sword in the door and stands there while you're in the rooms. Well, all right. One person tell me that maybe they got a mental issue. I don't know. I need a confirmation. Well, one day I was called to the third floor to visit another lady dying of cancer. And the nurse said, chaplain, we think seeing angels. And we thought you'd like to go in and talk with her. So I said, yeah, I'd love to go in. And I walk in the room and the lady looks at me and she goes, wow he's big, and she went on to describe the angel in back of me. She goes, I want him. I said, why do you want him? you got a whole room full of your own. And so we we just commenced to having a conversation. The presence of the Lord was there. The angels were there. And I can tell now when they're near me, I, I've i only seen them once when I was like 12, when they scared me half to death when they came in the physical realm. But I can tell when they're with me by how my I can just feel the presence, and when I do, I say, Lord, why am I all of a sudden mm-hmm. having an increase of Your presence?
1: I love it. What, do you hey, Gail, me? we gotta we gotta leave it right there. Will you come back and we can talk about um, spiritual care consultants?
2: Yeah, I'd love to come okay. back.
1: Great, I love that. All right, um, Gail Crockett, he's a brother in Christ. He's uh, he's we're together every morning. All right, we gotta leave it right there. Have a great weekend. God bless. You can grab the podcast. Well, friend, I said at the outset that today's podcast would be brief because live on air, we're doing one thing, telling stories about the impact of Faith Radio and asking listeners to financially support this broadcast ministry. So I know you're not listening on the radio, but you are benefiting from the ministry. And so I'm asking you to give today whatever God leads you to give. There's a lot of folks that give at the $40 a month level. We call that Team 40. Other folks. Um, you know, they they join us at $100 a month. Um, and so I just, you know, you give the size gift that's right for you. You know, between you and the Lord, what that is. I um, encourage you to consider a gift today. You can give at myfaithradio.com. You can tap that give now button on your faith radio app, or you can text the word give to 877-933-2484. Thank you in advance. And we'll see you back here tomorrow on Mornings with Carmen.